0: So today on the Feast of St. Monica, uh, it's important to know, I suppose, a little of the story, the background story. So she was born in in 331, so quite some time ago. Obviously, the the church was still young and still spreading throughout the Roman Empire. Uh, The the, the faith was as such now legal, but as such the whole empire had not converted yet. uh, So there was still a lot of missionary work to do. So, Monica, or Saint Monica, she married a man named Patricius, which in English is actually Patrick, and he was a pagan, so he did not approve of her faith at all, did not allow her to practice it, did not allow her to baptize the children. <coughs> saint Augustine wasn't baptized as a child. And it seems he kind of tolerated her faith more than supported her. Uh, and again, you can imagine the, the pain this would have caused in her heart to not be able to simply share this relationship, this, this profound love that she had for the Lord, with her own family, with her own children. Uh, so having to keep that under wraps and having to keep it kind of quiet and all of that, it's just a very, very difficult situation for her. So, but she always gave good example to her children, and indeed uh, some of them uh, followed her uh, in in the faith, but Augustine didn't. Augustine was an <clears throat> exceptionally smart young man, very, very capable and uh, became part of a sect, the Mandaean sect. So they have somewhat odd beliefs. They, there's a lot of scripture that they don't accept, and then they believe that uh, that the whole cosmos <coughs> is a combination of light and darkness. And when we die, we are then rid of this body, and then we can, as creatures of light, go back to join the light. Uh, so it's 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 a rejection, like of of the material body. Uh, which obviously isn't, isn't Christian belief. There are other problems in it, but that was, that's, that's one of the main ones. So you can imagine again, St. Monica's heart just absolutely distraught seeing, seeing her son, whom she loved so much, uh, risk eternal salvation, risk heaven. So she prayed and she cried and she prayed. And she followed him. He was, he was down in Carthage. Then he went to uh, Rome and Milan uh, and she followed him. And she caught up with him in Milan. And eventually, anyway, St. Augustine met St. Ambrose. St. Ambrose was preaching in in Milan. St. Augustine heard him preach and was just struck by his conviction, his courage, his clarity. And this this, this real sincere love of the Lord. So they got talking and uh, eventually uh, St. Augustine then converted and was baptised. So all through St. Monica's prayers, but St. Augustine had lived a fairly, a, a fairly, how should one say, free lifestyle. It's interesting, that these are the readings of the day, not the readings of the feast, but they're absolutely perfect. Uh, what God wants for you all is to be holy. He wants you to keep away from fornication, and each one of you know how to use that body that belongs to him in a way that is holy and honourable. Not giving way to selfish lust like the pagans who do not know God. Okay, so this—I mean, St. Augustine, in in, in his confessions, he would have been the first to admit this is this is how he lived. This is how he lived, and this is often what's presented to us today as the the greatest way to live, the most fun way, the most fulfilling way to live. You know, giving way to one's passions all the time. When you when you whenever you watch these kind of Love Island things or these. Um, anything to do with ibiza or party islands all that kind of stuff this this is the kind of lifestyle that's proposed you know you live this this bar lifestyle this this nightclub lifestyle this kind of free sleeping around lifestyle <clears throat> and it's presented as fulfilling it's presented as fun it's presented as, as 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 not not only not only fun but the maximum amount of fun that one can have Right, like it's presented, this, this, is, this should be the goal of a young person's life, you know. Get to a pizza as soon as you can. Get to any of these, what are they called? Magaluf, there you right, get, get, You know, go to a place like that as quick as you can, because that's just where it's at. That is where you will be fulfilled and happy. And what's, fun, what's interesting is, that is just so entirely ridiculous. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. Because when one speaks to people who have lived that lifestyle... If they're honest, and it may take a while for them to actually be honest about it, they will say, yes, while it's maybe thrilling, it's not fulfilling. There may be kind of a a momentary excitement, but it it doesn't last very long. And then afterwards, you're just left kind of, maybe kind of hungry for more or disappointed, but whatever it is, it's unfulfilling, most of us, most people then think that the, the solution is to do more of that thing. Because if, if it fulfills you for five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, an hour, well then if you keep doing it, then it should, it should keep you fulfilled, yes? So if, if one drink is good, then ten drinks should be fantastic. If one girlfriend is good, then ten girlfriends should be absolutely amazing. This kind of idea, they just get more of it, and then you'll be happy. But like this is just simply, entirely untrue. And dare I say, it's a diabolical temptation. Because then we, 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 we do not learn to control ourselves and become slaves to our own passions. This is what Saint. Augustine experienced, and this is what he speaks about very, very honestly uh, in his confessions. <coughs> as I was thinking about it this morning, I just thought, how how do we kind of understand this fulfillment of, of, of our passions or pleasures in comparison to what we 're actually called to and I just had this this kind of image of uh, what you know, St. Paul would call the earthenware vessels, the earthenware jars, right? Uh, so St. Paul says in second letter to the Corinthians, we are just earthenware jars and we hold this great treasure. So it's like the, the treasure of the faith has been given to us, but we're, we're still fragile. The treasure is good, but we're fragile. And I thought, well, not only are we fragile, I think we could also maybe argue that we're cracked. <laughs> and maybe that we, we even have a wee hole in the bottom, so like, as 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 joy or pleasure, these things are, are poured into us. Yes, there's a momentary kind of splash, if you will, but it drains out very quickly, and then you're left empty again. And then, so maybe you pour more of that pleasure in, and, and again, momentary fulfilment, but it drains out very very quickly. Because it, God has created us very very deliberately this way, that there's a, a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and until that is plugged. Until that is filled, nothing else can fill us. Nothing else. Nothing. Nothing. As in nothing, as in not wealth, as in not power, as in not relationships or sleeping or none of these things can possibly fill us. They can't. They won't ever. That needs to be said over and over again. Like it just it, it just it does not work. It does not work. Ask an alcoholic, you know, are they happy after they've drunk more. Ask a drug addict are they happier when they're high. They'll say, well, yeah, a certain desire is fulfilled, but, um, but they wouldn't call it happiness. They wouldn't call it fulfillment, like long-term. You know, you're pouring this pleasure, whatever it is, into a vessel with a hole in it. So one of the most famous quotations from St. Augustine is, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you so you've made us for yourself maybe we can adjust that slightly not to, I want to correct Gosson—but you've made us for yourself you've, you've made us order to actually contain you in as much as that is possible for a human being but like as, as, as temples of the Holy Spirit as people who receive Holy Communion you have made us as these, these, these earthenware vessels fragile but we're designed not just to hold pleasure that, that just leaks out of us but to hold God, to to carry God out into the world, to carry joy and virtue and peace and purity, to carry these things out into the world, and that 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 leak that 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 hole that we have that crack, can only be filled by God. So, when He is there, then other legitimate pleasures, legitimate pleasures, uh, they don't become a threat like to have a good meal you know to have a, a steak with um, medium rare with some pepper sauce and fries and a nice cold coke right there's nothing absolutely at all wrong with that now if you're having it on a daily basis or twice daily there's something kind of wrong with you but like you know once a week to have a, a good meal with friends it's a, a legitimate pleasure which isn't isn't sinful you can, you know, even in fact, if anything, thank God for a stake, you know. It actually makes you, like, grateful. Or, uh, like, the beautiful country, the beautiful part of the world that we live in, when the sun is up, like, and you can just lie out in the grass and just look at the highway of bugs flying over you, and butterflies, and, and everything, just like the whole beauty of creation. A legitimate pleasure just to sit and, and, and take all of this in. There's nothing sinful about it. But this isn't where your fulfillment is found your fulfillment is found in God and everything else, then we see them in in that relationship, in relationship to God. We see creation. We see even intimacy. We see food. We see our hobbies. All these things in relationship to God. And then life starts to make sense. So we are these cracked earthenware vessels. And the Lord is the one who wants to, to, to heal that crack, to heal that brokenness, to plug that hole, that then our relationship with him fulfills us and everything else is seen in in, in relationship to that. So we ask the good Lord through the prayers and intercession of St. Monica to renew our own hearts, to help us to to be pure in, in, in the broader sense of the word, to rely on on the Lord and to find in him our ultimate fulfillment and to not tarnish that with, with superficial unnecessary things but placing him in the first place may we recognize and live this reality that the Lord has created us for himself and our hearts are restless until they rest in him Amen